The Small Business Show, episode 366 for Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. And welcome back to the Small Business Show, or welcome to the Small Business Show. If this is your first time here, we are the show where we are small businessing every single week. Sponsors for this episode include Bambi at Bambi.com slash small, where you can get a free trial of this awesome HR service. We will share more details in the episode, but you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this. So check that out when uh, when we talk about it a little bit more in depth in a few minutes here. For now... Here in Durham, New Hampshire, with the uh, in-between snowstorms, I'm Dave Hamilton. <laughs> and uh, here in Northern California, I'm Shannon Jean. Good to talk to you again this week, Dave. It's good to talk to you too, my friend. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about Bambi. If I could have hired an HR department for around 100 bucks a month 20 years ago, I could only imagine how much more successful my companies would have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I like it, for some reason. I you know I like, uh, I, I like in uh, the the accounting. I, I know I'm weird, but it's just me. You know, it's fine. I like legal stuff. Usually, I mean, it's a headache sometimes, but I yeah. like I like the I like digging into it just the same way I like digging into accounting. I do not like HR stuff and I do not like insurance. So, you know, I like that we get to solve that problem here. So again, we'll talk more about it later in the show. It's good though. I have a tip to share with everybody. Something that as a small, a small businessing person, I have leveraged many times uh, and uh, over my, my life. And I even use this as just a person that doesn't have a small business too. And that is, you can get free shipping supplies from the U.S. Postal Service, from the United Parcel Service, a.k.a. UPS, and from yep. FedEx. Uh, you go to their websites, you sign up, you know, and they will ship you their shipping supplies for free. These things are great. I what the One of the things that I love are, and, and I get these from UPS and FedEx, are the shipping, they call them pouches, where it, it's a sticky pouch one side of it is stickier than you could possibly imagine and and it's just a, a clear sleeve that you can slide right, sure. your your you print your shipping label and you slide it in but i use those labels i don't just use them with ups or fedex i use them with the us postal service all the time if i'm shipping in you know one of my own boxes it's yeah. fantastic it it saves so much you know, I hate having to like put four pieces of tape over the top of a shipping label. Oh, no, no, no. So That's those pouches are great. Yeah. And then the U.S. Postal Service, especially if you're doing priority mail, they'll they'll give you free boxes. And yep. th- those can be great, too. So it's just one of those things. I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, oh, we'll just use the way bill. You know, the pouches you get from uh, from UPS. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, well, what are you? How do you not know? I must tell you about this. This is an amazing thing. So It is a good resource. And you can also pick them up if you have a UPS store near you or a FedEx office or the post office. Uh, if you just need a small Yeah, batch, that's true. You can yeah. go by and grab a handful or this kind of thing. But certainly ordering online. The boxes are free if you're using their express services, not their ground. Right. But uh, it's they're definitely worth it. And you can, uh, I mean, I save a ton of money. I have... Big stacks of USPS boxes in my office. I'm looking at right now. I'm going to be honest. I, I I've used the uh, the the USPS boxes with FedEx and UPS. 
Yeah, you can definitely get away with it. Yeah. What? You I mean, are you going to pay? Gotten, you got to pay UPS. Like, you don't get yeah, any special right. deal because you're using a box, but it's a box. Like, you're ready They'll to ship go. it. They don't yeah. care. Yeah, they don't care. One one, right. the, one caveat is if you're, uh, you get some of these boxes, and some of the boxes are labeled like flat rate yeah. medium box or this kind of thing. Be careful because if you use those with the wrong service, you'll wind up and you ship it and you have an account, uh, or if you're using a marketplace like eBay or something like that, you're going to get billed for an increase in the shipping cost because you did not use the correct box. That's right. And the way you can get around that is if you sticker the barcodes that are printed on that box because that's how they pick it up when they scan it through their system. The barcode that's printed on the box tells USPS what kind of box it is and then they scan the barcode on the label to confirm that you paid for that service. And the way to get around that is to put a little sticker over those barcodes. Oh, a tip on top of the tip. Oh, man, You're welcome. see. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, because sometimes those medium or large flat rate, it 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 fits you know what you're shipping perfectly, but there's a whole different rate structure for those things. Yeah. And so you can just cover and, and you know what I you know what stickers I use to cover those barcodes up? USPS. Priority mail stickers. The priority mail. Oh, the ones that, that they, they will provide, provide for you. That's right. And you can order a roll of those. There's about a thousand in the roll, and they're they're phenomenal. They're good for security seals on the edge of your boxes as well. Clearly, I'm kind of into shipping. Uh, you can tell. Yeah. And I I love the out of box experience. We've done a show about that. Yes. Uh, probably a couple years back. So there's a lot of great stuff you can do with USPS. Um, That's great. They're, yeah. They're I put friend. I put links in the show notes at businessshow.co to each of the, uh, the, the, the places on each of, the, of their websites where you can order those, those, you know, shipping supplies from USPS, UPS, and FedEx. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, all those services will come pick up at your house or office for free. If you call them anytime you need them, um, get a for regular free, pickup for, for free, free. E- not UPS. If you are, uh, unless you have a delivery coming, if you really, cause yeah. I, I thought that if you just called for a, a regular pickup, it was free. But if you if you have, a, oh, we want you to come by every day, there's a weekly charge for that. No, I, it, could, here, I could be wrong. Yeah, he, U.S. Postal Service is free to pick up, yes. Got UPS it. and I think FedEx will charge you if you oh. choose a pickup. But if you're, if, if you're like me and UPS and FedEx are at your house a few times a week and you're yeah. not, you know, you don't have to ship out like right away – just chill on it. Put a little note. You know, make sure you're nice to your driver and friendly all year, and and they'll just grab it and take it, and it, it doesn't charge anything. And I would just ask. I would recommend you ask them to scan it. If you just have a couple of boxes, especially if there's anything valuable in them, just ask. Hey, could you scan it when you put it in the back of the truck? Because uh. not only will that get it tracking faster, but take it from someone that has just recently gone through the process of having to file claims for empty boxes that showed up uh, that had had oh, valuable wow. items in them when they shipped. And uh, the FedEx process of going through and tracking down where this happened, which just happened to lead back to the driver who I handed it to them at my house. Um, and the only way it led back is because they tracked what he delivered um, and was able to see, oh, it was this driver, this, that, and everything. But I did not have him scan them. I just handed it to him. Uh, and they, they were like, okay, next time, don't ever do that again. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But cool. But this is not a show about shipping, right? No, but I just wanted to share that tip because they're very, very, they're, they're great tips. Uh, and, uh, today we're going to talk about labor 
your employees, the labor shortage that we're going through, right? And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. And how to manage it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, and I have some things. In fact, I have a story to tell about how this topic sort of came to my mind. And I want to do that as soon as I tell you about uh, our first sponsor here, if that works for you, Mr. Shannon Jean. Yeah, let's do it. I love these guys. All right. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Things like minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, wrongful termination suits. You don't want any of that. And listen, HR manager salaries, they ain't cheap. An average of 70 grand a year. Well, our sponsor, Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for us, small business owners, you know, those of us that are small businessing every day, you can get a dedicated HR manager, craft your HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. I know, it's crazy. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or even real-time chat if you like. So from things like onboardings to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day. Again, all for just 99 bucks a month. It's a month-to-month. There's no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. Listen, I know I didn't start my business because I wanted to spend all my time on HR compliance, and I don't think you did either. For the first time ever, Bambi is offering you a free trial at Bambi.com slash small spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash small. This is their best offer ever. If you've been listening to the show, you know that that's true. I'm shocked. This is amazing. Start your free trial at Bambi.com slash small and our thanks to Bambi for sponsoring this episode. All right, I have a sh- I have a story to share. I've already shared this with you, Shannon. That's how the topic came up. Yeah. That uh, yeah. the other night, my uh, wife and daughter were going to go pick up Chipotle. Uh, I ha- I guess I had a gig. It finished at like nine o'clock or something. It was a Saturday night early, and they knew that Chipotle was open till ten. And they asked me as they were because they came to watch the gig, and they asked me, "Hey, you know, uh, do you want me to get you anything?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, get me whatever. You know, whatever I normally get. I don't know. They know, which is fine." And then uh, while I was packing up right before I left, I get a text from them saying, oh, too bad. Chipotle closed early. Uh, we'll see you at home. And it was very interesting to me because two years ago, if Chipotle had just decided today we're closing early, that would have certainly shattered my or at least shaken my confidence <laughs> in them. Right. Yeah. You, sure. you know, right. Like, but when my when my wife texted me, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, it's, you know, there's labor shortage and it's how we've things are. We've been softened up, yeah. Yeah, we've been softened up. Yeah. And it was really interesting, you know, just to notice my reaction, my non-reaction to that. It was like, oh, okay, no big deal. Like, we got food at home. I can make nachos or, you know, whatever. I kind of, I don't care. It's fine. You know, I love having nachos after a gig, by the way, but that's a whole different story. Uh, and And so, you know, as I was driving home, I thought, well, this is really interesting. Like... Where are we with this? And and do we does this do we go back from this and how far back will we recover? And I'm not convinced that we're going to recover too much. I think we're going to continue at least for a while to be in this scenario of 
just accepting that, yeah, you know, especially the service industry is short staffed and it's just how it's going to be. I don't, I don't think we recover from this. Your thesis is that from now on, we're going to be more, uh, uh, it's going to be more acceptable. Yes. And we're not going to react in it or, and customers aren't going to react in a negative manner when they go to, uh, a, go to buy something, order something, get a service. And, and there's, you know, basically a note that says, yeah. Hey, we've all, so we've, we've left all for the home. day. Yeah. I, I really think so. I, huh. I think we've, we've learned patience. <laughs> I know you're laughing at me because I, 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 I don't I think totally, you agree. I, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because I, I think that now I definitely think if we're in the middle of something, mm. we've learned to adapt as a society that, okay, hey, we're going through a pandemic, a slash, uh, a hurricane slash whatever, that if there is some extraneous uh, event, I do agree with you because we're used to it. Right? Sure. Uh, and um, But when I, I think even once COVID becomes endemic, and, and I, I'm going to predict it by, by April 1st, we will be at a point where, where that has been accepted by the public. I, 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 and I'm happy to have okay. that conversation. But, yeah, but yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's put a pin in that for, for now. I think sure. it's a good That's conversation to have. But yeah. um, I think, you know, whenever that time frame comes, and I could be wrong, but uh, whenever that comes, I don't think this changes. I think we have, and I, the reason is we have learned that we have learned to be more accommodating of service industry professionals because I would agree with that. We are beholden to them, right? Like we know what it's like not to have anyone or not to have nearly enough people working in the service industry. And I think a large portion of the public uh, at varying degrees has just taken the, the, that group of workers for granted and that yeah. that's gone. I don't think we take those people for granted anymore as much as we did. I'm sure some people do and, you know, in various ways, but yeah. I think in general, we are far more in tune or aware. I don't even want to say in tune. We're far more aware of what the, that sector of workers goes through and how important they are and I think they maintain the leverage here. They currently have the leverage. There's no question about well, that. But I think, I think they maintain it. I, maybe. But I think that it's also an opportunity for other uh, companies to figure out how not to encounter those kinds of things. Sure. And because I, I do, I think that people have short memories. Now, obviously, the catastrophe of COVID on a global scale is going to take, you know, a, a long time for people to kind of forget about how the way things are, but they will forget how the way, th- how things are. How, how long they, do you think that's going to take? I mean, are you, are you talking months, years, a decade? Uh, no, not decades. I would say, I would say, uh, years. Yeah. Within, within a couple of years of, uh, COVID being over, I believe we will be back to the same Thing. Now, same place. We were. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the. I don't believe those businesses are ever going to be the same. I, I, I will. I, I do agree that yeah. the business model is has to adapt, and I believe that a lot of those. Um, I, I, I have it in my notes here. I think we're in this era. Uh, the end of of cheap 
is yes. how I phrased it. We're, I like, oh, I like it's that. the end of cheap. Yes. And it's the end of uh, subsidized things. Like, I mean, have you, you know, booked an Uber lately or done DoorDash lately and seen the difference in pricing, at least in California? Oh, no. Um, we we have it know. here. There's a Wings place down the street from us. And and this is, you know, it fits into this, this whole mindset here yeah. that we've been ordering from uh, with DoorDash you know, throughout yes. the pandemic. And then I went to order from him, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And it was like, why New am I paying $90? Story. Like what's yes. going on here? Exactly. And I looked at their <laughs> website and their website pricing was what I expected to pay. Yeah. DoorDash pricing was far more. And so it was like, oh, the restaurant has chosen not to eat DoorDash's fees. Correct. I, and I think that's Everything's fine. changing. It is. It's I, better like, for the rest, obviously. It's better no, it's the, it's better companies. to just be transparent about it. What I don't like is yeah. that DoorDash charges me a fee and right. also charges the restaurant. It reminds me of the magazine industry. It's like, well, you want me to subscribe, yeah. and then you're also getting advertising. Like, can we be a little more transparent about what that looks like to me? Right? Yeah. You know, how does that fit? And yeah, no, I think it's, and, and I think I, it's good in a, it is, I think it is in, I mean, we're going to pay for it, but no, but as a get, business owner, those decisions, I yeah. like that the public is forced to be more self-aware. It, it reminds me sort of, of a, a complaint that I remain, that remains for me with the healthcare industry, right? Go, go to your car mechanic, uh, have them diagnose a problem and then tell you what uh, you need to do to fix it. And one of the first things they tell you, because it is literally mandated by law, is how much they will charge you to do that repair. Now, it might be a flat rate. It might be, you know, flat rate for parts or whatever, you know, time and materials kind of thing. But they have to tell you what their what their hourly yeah, rate exactly. is and all yeah, that stuff. Should. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. It'd be crazy <laughs> if they said, we'll fix it now and tell you the price in a month. And yet... Yeah. That latter example is exactly what happens when you go to the doctor. Ridiculous. Now, yeah, I've had doctors, I've had what we now would call bronze plan health insurance, if you if you relate it to the uh, ACA type plans. I've had, you know, a, a emergency catastrophic health insurance with like a $12,000 deductible for the year for the family. I've had that for 20 years uh, because it's always cheaper for me. Uh, long before there was ACA was even dreamed of those, those were the plans I was buying. I had a spreadsheet. I would actually regression test my, uh, health costs against, you know, my prior year's health costs against the, the plans I was considering each year and yeah, every year. Yeah. I really wanted to have a plan where I paid $20 every time I went to the doctor, but it was never going to be economical. It, it was, it was so ridiculous. And yeah. we even chose a plan that doesn't have maternity care. It has complications of pregnancy, but not maternity yeah. because it was, it would cost me maternity is a flat rate expense at, at most doctors, right? They're, right. They, right. it complications add to that, but that would be covered by my insurance. But the flat rate expense was about 60% of what I would have paid in one year's extra premiums. Oh yeah. 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 So like, so I would do this every year. So I've had that plan for a long time, but what it means is I go to the doctor they say, oh, you have no copay. And I say, that's right. I'm just going to pay you whatever your negotiated rate with my insurance company is. Can you tell me what that is? And it was like I asked them to solve world hunger. Right. Like they exactly. looked at me like there was it was an impossible request. But at yep. some point they were going to have that answer because they were going to bill me. 
I, like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I know. It's, yeah, crazy. it's crazy. So, yep. I, like, I like that we are in a scenario now where people are becoming more aware, uh, forced to become more aware <laughs> in some ways of the cost structure of how these things better. work. Yeah. I, I like it. I think I it's do too. Good. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a, I go back, we'll, we'll jump back to shipping for a minute. There is no such thing as free shipping, right? Of course uh, not. It, it, it does not exist. It is being packaged in a different way. And I will never forgive Amazon for uh, hoisting this onto the, you know, the, the yep. marketplace the way they did. But I, I respect the way they did it, you know, charging money in the background and then and then also, you know, increasing the value of a prime membership over time, which yeah. I, I would argue is probably, you know, worth a lot more than just the shipping. The, the world's best loyalty program. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so it, I think that you know we're going to see it, and and let, let's talk for a few minutes about the why we think there's this labor shortage here. I, I have some some ideas. Uh, I'm certainly no expert, but I I I pay a close attention to this stuff, so I'd, sure. I'd love to get your your thoughts on some of this stuff. Absolutely, um, I think low to mid range jobs are have been hit the hardest. Entry level for sure. jobs for right? sure. Yep. One of the things I, I've noticed, at least in my area, is far less kids work in the service businesses, or whether it's fast food, or whether it's delivery things we're talking about, or whatever. Many more kids in our area are pushed either academically uh, or sports or things that would otherwise uh, take up all their time where they would want to work and make some extra money. Um, the place that does have a bunch of kids working has always paid more than other places. And that's in and out in and out uh, burger here on the West coast. These, you know, the, the starting pay has been 15 to 18 bucks for ever. It's been just that way. Yeah. Um, and so they're enticed to go in there, but a lot of the other places I notice has become more of a, you know, career thing, uh, and also a different demographic. It's also, you know, a, a number of immigration, uh, you know, folks, immigrants that have taken those jobs. And I look at during COVID, our legal immigration slowed down. Oh, big time. Yeah, of right? course. Right. So that, that labor pool that's usually coming in that may have filled some of those positions at Chipotle or wherever, yeah. uh, they're, they're just not as available right now. I think we're, you know, we're feeling that. Um, and then, you know, we're going through this thing, they call it like the great resignation and this kind of thing, which I think is kind of a, not quite the way to, that's really going on. People are leaving for higher paying jobs. Yes. Right. They're going to, I read a, an article, you know, about a, uh, a maid at, you know, a, a, a small hotel chain that was getting paid like, I don't know, eight or nine bucks an hour to clean. And, you know, the target right down the street is, is a, entry come in start working it's it's like uh, 18 dollars an hour well that because target it has more resources and they're hurting for labor yes. and they're going to keep raising they're they're going to reach this equilibrium right um and they're going to pass that those costs on to us eventually right we're gonna we're gonna do it yeah uh, 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 another thing i've read about is interesting this. yeah okay yeah. so you think that the reason for this labor shortage reasons are are immigration Lack of kids working. Those are, I think, those are two. I think large impact too. That nah, I don't know about top two, but okay. I don't know if I can if I can qualify them. But I also think that there's a few more. It during the pandemic, people uh, saved a lot more money, 
they didn't travel as much. Plus, they got some stimulus money, in some cases, very significant. In some cases, still getting it yeah. in the form of like a child tax credit and some other yeah, things. Yeah. State of California sending out money. That has allowed people that would have gone back into the workforce to stay home longer. Mm. And I think we're still feeling the effects of that. Right? Interesting. Uh, yeah. One of the things I really was glad to see is that in 2021, more people started their own businesses after leaving working for other people. 1.5 million new companies started in 2021, the highest on record. That's according to the U.S. Census uh, website, highest ever recorded. So a lot of those people that have left have gone out on their own and said, you know what, I'm not making much money or I'm, I want to start up something. And whether it's online, on their own, the side, maybe, you know, a lot more of the side hustles maybe became uh, full-time gigs, which I think is great. And you think that, that, yeah, you think yeah. that's, yeah, I think you're probably right that that's pulling I, I, out of the workforce. Yeah, at, at yeah, a different man. level, not maybe on an entry level or a lower end service uh, level, but right. certainly on a mid-level that people are like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. You know how many times I've heard people tell me now that they stayed home, worked from home for a year and a half or whatever with COVID. They're like, I'm never going back to the office. Right. I'm never spending two and a half, three hours a day, especially I'm, I'm in the Bay Area. People, you know, going from my town down to Silicon Valley, you know, it, it's they're spending three hours a day in the car. That's miserable. And and people, that I, my friends that I talk to are like, no, I'm, I'm never going back. If, if they won't continue, maybe they go back one day a week couple days a week if they sure but they're like if they, if if i can't continue to work the way i'm doing i'm going to find another job yeah interesting. that's interesting that's yeah. interesting yeah yeah because i mean because unemployment is low right super low yeah but it, it, but, that, it doesn't tell the whole story no i don't think it does yeah, because how long like once someone is out of the workforce yeah. for x number of months I, like they, right they're considered retired not that's, unemployed that's right. yep Okay. Not seeking employment. Not seeking the, the, employment. That's yeah. the difference is yep. if they're not seeking employment, they're not considered unemployed. Okay. A after a certain period of time. Yeah. Right. I, I got it. And then okay. lastly, I just learned about this the other day. I was reading uh, about employment and different things and hiring. Most large companies use kind of a automated uh, filtering for resumes, especially if you're, you know, on one of those sites like yeah. uh, Indeed or whatever, those, those LinkedIn jobs, all that stuff. These big companies are using AI to filter resumes. And one of the top things they do to filter out resumes is they often eliminate anyone that has been out of work over six months. Okay. All right. right? I had no idea. So, in, in this one study that uh, I think it was a Harvard Business Review did, 48% of resumes were being just flushed out automatically because people had been out of work longer than six months and the software had not been adjusted to take it into account like COVID or different yeah, things right, like that. Right, so, right. so a lot of people are just getting kind of, because there's, you talk to people and I've had this conversation, like I'm having a hard time find it, finding a job. You know, I'm having a hard time finding finding a position, and albeit it's a position that they want, but uh, and you know, some of it might come down to that. So, it, so there's a, it's not just one thing. You know, you, you get a soundbite on you know from the the so-called news media that points the fingers at you know whatever, but it's a bunch of different things, and I think some of those things I just mentioned uh, encapsulate what's going on. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That, that. Right. That. That 
explains the reason for it's this. Different. It's different this time, I think, yeah. too. Well, it's and different. there's a, a lot of, uh, you know, to your point about kids not being in the workforce. I mean, a lot of kids have aged out of being kids. I know yes. that sounds weird, but like, yeah. that's a truth. That's how it works. And I think younger, the kids that would have gone in and taken those jobs certainly last year weren't all that eager to leave the house no. and go get jobs. Yeah. Like they, they never Absolutely. started. So you can't right. like, they're not considered unemployed if they're, they've never looked yeah. for work. <laughs> it's just not right. But I, I think, you know, I, I, I hear often about this, you know, workers revolution or this anti-work movement, this kind of thing. And, and that sounds all well and good until you have to pay your rent. Yeah. Until you're not getting subsidies and this we So I believe just like I believe we will go back to normal at being frustrated when things don't work out and businesses close early. I believe in a short period of time, maybe a year, maybe two, sure, this will reach an equilibrium and uh, it won't be just an employee's market as much. It, it will balance itself out. Yeah. That makes no. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but that yeah, doesn't yeah. solve the problem today, right? No, so no, if, it doesn't if, change any of the things we're talking yeah. about. It just yeah. yeah. Uh, so if we if if you if we have a little more time, we can talk about how how to attract and keep the employees you do have. Right? I like it. Yeah. No, we've, we've got. I mean, we're route. at the twenty nine minute mark. Do you want to like that? That would normally be where we would you know start yeah, to bring the band let's go, in. Let's and, go. We but, we had yeah. some good responses from the survey. Said people like things a little bit a little longer. bit longer. So let's talk for yeah, yeah, yeah. for a, f a few more minutes. You can try to yeah. You can try to uh, hold me back. Uh, a okay. Bit, I don't go too deep. <laughs> But the, so here's, so here's some ideas. Now, first off, every business is different. You have to craft your own strategy, but I believe one thing every business can do, especially uh, particularly small businesses is you have to sell your culture. You have to flip the script in interviews. And when you're trying to track people is you have to share how great it is to work at your company. It, it's, you know, it's especially when you're, you know, talent is limited. You're going to have to, hey, look, this is why you should come here. You know, you really need to talk about the flexibility because that's what people really want right now, especially after coming off of maybe working from home or something. Yeah, right, um, right. You know, can you let people work share where, where two people could share one position? You know, can they do part-time? Can they remote? Can they work from home part-time or, or, you know, full-time, all that kind of thing? I think it's really important to lean into that. One of the things we talk about on this show frequently is identifying your primary customer and then building this model around who you should be focusing your marketing on. Well, I would argue that you need to find the same a primary employee type that you need to focus your marketing of uh, job positions open. What do those people want that you're trying to bring in and focus on those things, whether you're you know, going through resumes, LinkedIn, whether you're at a recruiting fair, whatever it is, what type of employee, if you're looking for engineers, well, they're going to want something different than creative types if you're in marketing, you know, department. So really figure it out. Who is our primary, who, who is the, the target employee we want and uh, fine tune that message to those people. Huh. So, and well, you know, we've had LinkedIn jobs on the show as a sponsor and they talk about. I, and I've used it, right? Like those questionnaires and things like that to really yeah. kind of narrow people down. I always hear that from my own perspective as the employer. But now that I'm hearing what you're saying and, you know, switching to the other side of the table, so to speak, it's like, 
Yeah. If I'm an employee, those questions are informative to me. How, you know, will I get to the end of answering them or will I bail because you've made it clear that I'm not interested in you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a, it's a, you do have to flip the script here and change the way I think we've been hiring, at least to get through this, uh, this shortage of people, uh, you know, because it, yes, you, you know, you have to pay a competitive salary and you have to ask yourself, can you pay more right now? You know, can you adjust your business model? Um, you know, if you rely on cheap labor, you know, maybe you need to rethink that strategy and, and try to try to move up in the, the food chain if you right, will. right and and you know um but your culture your flexibility your opera the opportunities for advancement that you offer um maybe it's autonomy i mean are there programmers you're hiring or engineers or whoever that just want to be left alone and and be able to you know build something that you're telling them to do well Talk that up. It's like, hey, you could, we'll hire you, but you can be your own business unit within our company. Whatever. I, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Right. But Whatever that you is. You got to think about different ways to do it. Um, I also think you ought to look at places to hire older workers. I think they're vastly underutilized demographic. People that have left the workplace, maybe during COVID, and, and have not come back yet. How, do you, how can you target those folks? Um, because some of those... Some of those uh, people are great. A lot of them are great to work with. They have a different outlook on things. They've been, you know, they've, they've kind of been to the, the circus. They know how this works. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. not maybe as, I don't want to use the word demanding, but I will. Um, they're maybe easier to uh, uh, create an environment where they can be happy. And um, it's something to look at. Uh, I think that's, that's really important to look at this, you know, an older demographic. And, and I think that, we talked about we've talked about this a lot. Being transparent when it comes to the money and and the revenue your company generates, if you can be more transparent with your employees, it's going to be easier to keep those folks. If they think you're taking all the profits out of the business and not leaving much for them on the table, and they look down the street, and uh, you know, I had lots of people that were working for us that were leaving for Tesla, and I couldn't figure it out because they weren't pay- making hard. For basically no no more money by the time they commuted down to Fremont from the East Bay. And I finally realized they wanted to be able to tell people, I work for Tesla. That was it. That was and, it. And, and they felt they had more opportunity, right? Oh, I can move up. Whether even if you're starting as a, a line worker, that kind of thing. So think about... Um, oh, right. Because Tesla, you know, you, know you, 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 could, you could... I mean, you're not going to get to be the CEO, but, no. you, you know, there's, there is... There are people making lots of money at the top, presumably. That's the vision yes, of it, presumably. right? Presumably. So you think, yes. Yeah. So I have, I have more potential for advancement in yeah. that company, but, and, and, and that may or may not be correct. Maybe. Right, yeah. but yeah. But it was also just the name, so you got to think about it. Yeah, okay, no, I get that. Cool. Yeah, they right. like that credibility, like, wow, that guy works for right. Tesla. Whether you're just a guy screwing on a, a body panel that's going down the line, I don't know, but you get to talk different, and that sounded better. I don't know why than saying you worked for Tech Restore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we needed a better logo, I don't know. But anyway. Um, that's, yeah. okay, no, no, no. So that's, I mean- that's interesting. Like, I couldn't figure it out. No, I, you, but, I really broke it down and talked to a lot of people about it. Because, like I said, it was the the 
cost benefit or the the salary was I basically they were going to make less by the time they drove uh sure. you know an hour each way and sat in their car versus you know a, a 10 minute commute to come work for me. So um, you need to like you I mean this this is awful that this is the case but it is the case where a company who is doing literally worldwide PR Tesla is competing for the same employees that you are which absolutely. means you don't the good news is you didn't you wouldn't have to do worldwide PR, but you do have to do some local PR yep. to those em, to those employees, not necessarily to your potential customers, although they're one in the same. Right. You don't get to pick who, who you know, who your PR targets. I mean, you sort of can, but not really. So you have to create this image for your company, even if you have more customers than you know what to do with it, especially in fact if you have more customers than you know what to do with, because generally that's because you don't have enough staff to do anything with them. Right. In order to attract that staff, you've got to do some PR locally to make it so that when people hear, Oh, tech restore is hiring. And I realize you've sold right. tech restore, but, but you know, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. example here yeah. is you, you need to, you need to, people need to know your name somehow and, and want yeah. to work for you. And one of the best ways to do that PR is with your other employees. Oh. So I would say your interview process, if you want to mix it up, you want to be sure you there's an opportunity for the interviewee yeah. to speak to other employees without you in the room. Mm. And you want to let them tell this potential hire how come they should work there and why it's a great place to work. Sure. And the fact that you've created this great culture and you're really flexible and you're not going to miss your kids, you know, uh, play or music recital because you're drilling uh, body panels on the line at Tesla. But when you work here, you come into the, say, hey, can I take off at three o'clock because I don't want to miss this thing for my kid? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, you have to turn everybody in your organization into they become marketers. They're part of the marketing department to find to bring in these people that you want to hire, even if you're paying a, a little bit less than some of these big companies. There's a way to get them in the door if that's your primary uh, type of employee that values that flexibility. There's always going to be the person that just goes for the money. Sure, and I would argue that's not the employee you want to hire. Oh, want, like if yeah, if that's yeah, the person, you know, avoid run, run, person. run, 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 because they yeah. will leave. Like they, yes, they, loyalty is not going to be part of that equation, right. and it's certainly not from their standpoint. And so there's no reason to extend it from yours. Yeah, and I would argue older workers appreciate that more if you can target that sort of demographic sure someone who's worked and and in someone who's been in yeah, the rat race experience for, yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah. experience and, and again values that wow you know this is great i can do this i can do that uh if you can attract those kinds of people because i do think there will be a tremendous surge of retirees quote retirees uh returning to the workforce as especially as inflation is nuts and cost of living is, is, is very expensive yeah more and more of those people are going to be turning and you can't just automatically think you're going to hire some young person that's going to have more energy or whatever, less uh, ties to, you know, they need less time to do whatever, be flexible. Sure. No, no, go the other way and and lean into somebody who's got that experience that maybe just wants to come back and earn, maybe your job becomes their side hustle. 
right? Oh, and they they yeah. want to be flexible yeah. and spend time with their their or their kids are gone or maybe they have grandkids or something like that. Think about think about this differently and craft a uh, a you know, a marketing program to attract somebody that is going to be a real asset for you and understand and value your culture. I so, like it. Yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. take on it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback at businessshow.co. Tell me what I got wrong, what I got right. And, uh, you know, tell us what you're doing to bring people to work and share it with us. Either email us or at businessshow.co slash Facebook. Come over and talk with us in the small business support group. In the group. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've given me a lot to think about here. It's interesting. It's complex. There's a lot to it. it you know, it's yeah. not a soundbite. <laughs> no, it's not. It it doesn't make me, it makes me envious of people that aren't in, that aren't running businesses that need to employ people. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like, I mean, with one of my businesses, we were using, in fact, somebody that I met here on the show, the Hire Smart Virtual Employee people. Uh, found us someone in the Philippines who has been fantastic for several years. Now, that's not always going to be the case. Like, you couldn't have hired remote workers uh, at Tech Restore to repair the things that were being shipped to you, right? But, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in interesting times. We do, yeah, but I like that. It's good because it, it means that those of us that, well, simply being aware of these issues gives us a leg up so kudos to you for listening to this show right and and then helping to solve these problems so yeah let us know feedback at businessshow.com we want to hear from you it'd be great because we want your solutions on this too you are important to us absolutely check out bambi.com slash small and uh keep living that charmed life we'll see you next week